Welcome in everybody to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell. Can you say my last name? Along with my co-host Glenn Martin. And uh, we're excited to uh, hang out with you guys on a Wednesday night. Decided yep. to go live tonight because there's just been a lot going on. Of course, we got the the, combi- the combine that is in effect. We got some uh, report team report cards that just recently came out. And then, of course, Eric and uh, John both gave pressers at the combine. So we got a lot to get into. Yeah. I think they peeled back the curtain. I was able to... I had some work training this week, but I was able to read some notes about some key guys and then uh, look into, you know, I was able to read some transcripts and stuff, but I'm excited to really break this down um, because I think some, we saw behind the curtain a little bit, some, some yeah. things I was more surprised. I was surprised that Eric would reveal as much as he did on a few things, uh, but uh, I'm excited to get into it. All that being said, Glenn, how you doing this evening? Doing well, doing well. It's uh it's getting warmer, and that means spring is is right around the corner. I absolutely cannot wait for Orioles baseball. But look, football is a year-round thing. There is no such thing as the offseason yep. when it comes to NFL. And, you know, that's certainly the new cycle continues to go. I I was It was nice to see our guys back there clearly turning the page from what was a disappointing end to a fantastic season. But excited to see how they can get this team better. Look, Coach said it. A lot of turnover. Had had a lot of success last year. The goal is to get better. That's the bottom line. It's to get better, not to be as good or none. Now, the goal is to get better. And so, uh, yeah, it was nice to hear a little bit about their plans on yep. how to make that happen. Yep, a hundred percent. So I say, if you want, it's I, I'll leave it up to you. We can get into the report card and speak to them a little bit, or we can go right into the the presser, whatever you let's deem save, more let's important. Let's save the uh, the presser here. Let's save the. I mean, I'm sorry. Let's save the report card here, and let's okay, get let's, because just because of the chronologically how they came out, it yeah, was yeah. the pressers, then the report card. But we certainly have a lot to talk about there. All right. So Eric, I mean, uh, John Harbaugh was the first one up. Yep. Uh, he was. Let's see. Uh, he was very complimentary of the. Ravens new coaching hires he talked about uh kind of interesting he talked about the dynamic of uh when he started being a young coach and how he knew all the young coaches around the league and so it was relatively easy to formulate a staff because he he generally knew most of those young guys and now he talked about a conversation he had with Nick Saban and how as a 60 year old and in coach Saban's case a 70 year old the difference in then trying Trying to find young, innovative, 35-year-old coaches as a 70-year-old man. Difficulties, you know, that, you know, that, that, uh, that has, but, but excited about the change. So just to go over the new hires, uh, they hired Mark DeLeon as the new inside linebackers coach. They hired Dennis Johnson as the defensive line coach. Doug Mallory, very complimentary of Doug Mallory, called him one of, if not the greatest secondary coach in the game hey uh he's been hired as the defensive back coach Travell Wharton former player as assistant offensive line coach talked about his ties to Juan Castillo former line coach here uh, as a big reason why he's here but very complimentary of all of them spoke mm-hmm. briefly about every single one of those hires and uh yeah I mean the goal is to get better Jimbo despite losing some pretty big name and and good coaches as I was gonna say he better be complimentary I mean they're his hires right like he better he he better he better be complimentary and I'm I'm happy about that but I still am a bit leery that there are some there are some shoes to fill here. Um, yeah, I, I'm leery, but I'm also confident in that John usually does a John is one of the better coaches at filling out a staff. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's uh, super important and and something, of course, I think everybody will have an eye on as an X factor of this team moving into the next year. What are some other notes you? Well, just last thing on the coaches, he said, look, remember two years ago, people said, who's Mike McDonald? And now he gets to say, that's who Mike McDonald is. And now these are the next guys. So, um, look, this could be the next Mike McDonald, could very well be on the staff, could be one of the new guys. Um, Let's see. He raved about Justice Hill's season, but certainly Mm -hmm. admits they need to add a running back. He talked about – the thing I found interesting is when asked about what, you know, the running back position – the most important thing, bottom line, is the ability to create missed tackles. Mm-hmm. You just flat out can't block everyone, no matter mm-hmm. how good you are as an offensive line and all the other positions that pitch into block, certainly down the field. You got to be able to make people miss if you're a running back, and that's what they're looking for and uh, who they bring in. Yeah, you know what? I'm not. Uh, I'm not upset at that, right? I mean, I think uh, John does a good job at that as well. So I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing what we do as far as evaluating guys, evaluating the market, and I. And I'm, you know, him and Eric together, along with the rest of the front office. Um, I'm sure we'll make the right move. It might not be the move that we want, Glenn. You and I both talked about Saquon and Henry, uh, and of course Dan. I mean, kind I of would love Josh Jacobs, but and he's Josh way Jacobs, too expensive, right? Right, throw him in there, but and and having them all out there on the market will certainly suppress the market for each one of them. But it still yep. might be a reach. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, mm-hmm. I honestly can say whether we take a top tier guy or wait till the all the top two and t- or the top the tier one and tier th- two guys are signed and we go with a a mid level guy. Neither thing will surprise me. Yeah, now, I don't say that about every position, but with the running back position, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, mm-hmm. All right, yeah, and I mean, yeah. So Justice had a great season, but I, I agree with John, and, and just like you said, we we need some depth back there. Uh, yeah. I, there's a couple things I want to get into that happened later on, but I want you kind of keep going and give some of your other uh, thoughts here. Yeah, he said that the offense still has a long way to go. He said it was in its first year. They're all excited to get better. Uh, says they'll build the best operation around Lamar Jackson so that his talents can shine. Uh, says the offense isn't looking to get to the next level. He's looking to jump levels, yeah. which I, I certainly like to hear. Um, and, and I guess you, to some degree you expect that. But, um, yeah, I mean, clearly saw that this was a, an offense that uh, – or he, he clearly stated that this was an offense in its infancy and that – They took baby steps this season, but still has a long way to go. And all the guys involved, Lamar, Munkin, Coach, they're all happy and excited uh, to, to, you know, get better and try and move forward. Yeah, man. Um, I'm I'm hopeful for that as well. It's exciting to know the offense was in year one. And just like we've talked about, the core, I think, is still intact. I know the offensive line needs some some work, and we're going to talk about that. That's one of the things I wanted to hit on. But uh yeah, yeah, they better get better because obviously there were moments where they stalled in the biggest moments. Now, I want to talk to you about Bateman, right? He yes. picked ba- he picked Bateman as a breakout player. Um, and it's funny, I thought, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he also talk to his route? Didn't he also speak to his route running a little bit? Um, um, I don't remember exactly him using that. Anyway, but he talked about, he, he, yeah, he should have gotten the ball more. Or he, he yes. will be getting the ball more. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, I think we've been all waiting for that moment, right? For that for that opportunity for bait. And then also for the opportunity to intersect with uh, the availability and the scheme, like drawing him up, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I think we've shown that he's done his part and getting himself open, but maybe the offensive line hasn't given him the opportunity to do so, or maybe Lamar's already taken up or whatever, right? There's just so many variables for a receiver, but I'd love to see Bateman do more. I mean, it was obviously first round pick for a reason. I think he's flashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just think he needs more at bats, man. 
Yeah, and, and that's the part that I found interesting. He talked about he'll get the ball more. Well, Jimbo, it, it, does this is this a, a way of basically John saying they're not going to be bringing in a number one, number two receiver like most people were hoping? I mean, because six of the seven leading pass catchers are already back. The only yeah. one not is Odell Beckham. So if so basically this is saying we're not bringing anyone Odell Beckham Jr.'s level or better because that's what it would take to take more targets from Rashad Bateman. So him saying definitely that Rashad will get more targets, does that not say that we won't be adding a big-name wideout? Yeah, I, I, think, I do think it says a lot about that. And to be honest with you, Glenn, it's not something I'm overly concerned about. I'm just not. I mean, uh, just like you said, the cupboard yeah. isn't bare. No. So I, I wouldn't expect it. Imagine how we feel if you just sit down and look at the roster now from a pass catching perspective, tight ends and wide receivers included. And then you you look at what we had in the past. Relative, Eric DeCosta has to be stoked. John mm -hmm. Harbaugh has to be stoked to have two number one or two first round receivers that you've taken in Zay and Rashad that both, you know, obviously Zay's taken off more than Rashad, but both have shown promise, both healthy going into the offseason. Both your top end tight ends going to help you in the offseason. I don't know how much more you can reasonably ask. Bring Nelly for. back. Yeah. Yeah. And you bring, right. You bring Nelly back. And so I just, I don't, like I said, I don't know how much, fair, how much more you can reasonably ask for yeah. at this point from a pass catching perspective. So, yeah, man. The fans were definitely, I think some fans were hopeful when they saw Mike Evans hit the market, Mike Williams, yeah. T. Higgins had potential before being tagged. Uh, but yeah, I think our big bodied, you know, go up and get the ball receivers are our tight ends and maybe. They they take a, a you know a height weight speed guy somewhere in the back end of the of the draft, but I'd be surprised if they address it early again with another first round pick after doing it so much in recent history. Uh, also, this is and I know you're gonna love this part. I, I thought about you when when they said this. Mm -hmm. I mean, he said that John Harbaugh said the team is offensive line centric in their philosophy. Mm -hmm. He stated that the good. offensive line changes will be the most important thing. They do on off uh, on offense in this offseason. Uh, Eric DaCosta mentioned this is a good offensive line draft. And John Harbaugh said this, Jimbo, got to win the trenches first. Says this will be the interesting love. He called it a rebuild. Said this is the fourth time in his tenure that they have had, they've had to do a rebuild of the offensive line, which I thought was kind of interesting too. So they rebuilt his first year. They've rebuilt it twice in between and now are going into their fourth offensive line rebuild would you have called it that a rebuild yeah i mean i think that's fair right if you if you look at the way it is because really contractually you have two guys that are probably going to be there probably ronnie of course is a probably and and then ty and then tyler linderbaum is a for sure outside of that you're rebuilding you're 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 gonna you're gonna get a new right tackle you're gonna get two guards which is a huge deal but i just love the emphasis on it but let's let's I've been saying this for years, mm -hmm. right? Now, you can say it every year, but man, you really got to, if, if Lamar Jackson just, you know, we've seen what he does with a dominant line. So if you think about the moments that our line played really well this year, and if you imagine we had the 19 line in this offense, mm. that would be scary, right? So if we mm -hmm. can get something close to that, uh, <clears throat> look out, right? That could be another place where the Ravens take these leaps and bounds without having to make these big splashes and, in skill positions, but they just beef up that offensive line. So I was happy to hear that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you're emphasizing the trenches, I'm all for it. I know Cole Jackson's got to be smiling somewhere when he was reading or, or listening to the presser. 
uh, yeah, it's good to hear that that is because every year, right? There's that focus. Like pass catcher was their focus for. If their focus is the O line, I like to hear it because every time mm-hmm. they have a focus, they seemingly fix that area. And so, mm-hmm. man, that's good to hear. And then uh, let's see here. When asked about free agency, he made an interesting point here, Jimbo. And and maybe I mean he's definitely biased, and maybe that was playing into this. But he said. Guys won't leave here because they're unhappy or because they didn't get a fair opportunity or because they weren't treated well. He said they'll leave here to get more money or get an opportunity for a promotion or playtime. Uh, but mentioned that Clowney's agent at the at the combine told him this was the first season that Jadeveon Clowney has ended his season happy in his entire NFL career. Mm. Harbaugh did say they would try and get him and Kyle Van Noy back. But what does that say? I mean... That's gotta that's gotta mean a lot because look, agents don't just represent one player. And so if you every player you make feel that way is gonna, I'm sure, express this to his agent, who will then in future deals with other players be more likely to steer a player towards a good organization that's gonna treat you well. And so that kind of that that kind of thing only bodes well in my eyes for the Ravens. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you as well. And it also, you know, you kind of talked about it. They could get a twofer with those guys, right? Yeah. Depending on what Clowney's contract ends up looking like, what his value is out in the market. Uh, but nothing like having fun and going to work at the same time. Right, exactly. So that that's a big deal uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know how much of that plays into the report card, and obviously we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a huge deal. Yeah, and Kyle Van Noy had an interesting tweet about the report card as well, which, again... We will get to, but I need to transition quickly over to the Eric DaCosta portion of the press conference, which was an equal time, both about 15 minutes, give or take. Um, And he started the presser congratulating the great Peter King for his long career, talked about him and and the admiration he has for him and his career. And uh, yeah, I'm sure sure he's going to be missed by many. Um, Mm -hmm. So shout out to Peter King. Uh, He did address the Zay situation very briefly by saying that the team had made a statement and will continue to monitor the situation. But that was all he spoke on uh, the Zay situation. He continues to believe in con- continuity in both the scouting department and in the coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, points to points to a ton of, of big time organizations, and 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 you know you can say the same about those guys. Um, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Says the cat jump was nice, Jimbo, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're going to open up the books. Got to look for now and for years ahead. What was your thoughts when you heard him talk about the cap? Yeah, this, this to me is Eric at Eric 101, right? And this, people might say that this could be the debt. I don't know. I, some people will disagree with this, right? Like when they hear Eric say this. I understand it completely, but Eric always has one eye on the future yeah. and one eye in today. I think that's what makes him a good general manager. Other people want him to just go all in on today and say, this is it. There is no tomorrow, and 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 let's see what we can do. But to me, this is par for the course for Eric. Frustrating as it may be for other people, I'm okay with it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you absolutely. So, 
don't expect an all-in sellout year yeah. ever. He, I mean, he talked about there is no window open or window closing here in Baltimore. The window, th- th- this team is good every year. That's the plan. There is no all-in, no, no, none of that. That's that's their philosophy. He talked about bringing back Nelson Aguilar. Said he was uh, a good player, a good leader. Said he wanted to be here. Had you know talked about how Aguilar had the opportunity to be a couple other places around the league and was much happier here. And so it was a win-win. Player wanted to be mm-hmm. here. Team wanted him here. Um, so yeah, it's that's a good ad. And then and then the, the Meta BK thing was was uh, big in my opinion because we all thought and yeah. hoped, I guess, that he would want to extend a player and build kind of from that spine of the team, certainly yeah. of the defense. And look, he it made it sound like there was a good chance that like they're working hard to get the extension. And he kind of made it clear that I, I don't think he has any plans of Justin Matabike playing for anyone else in the very yep. near future. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. And that was the part where I honestly thought he was a little more telling than I thought he would be uh, in where, where he was basically like, well, you know, we're, we're, we're going to basically, we're going to tag him if, if we don't get a deal done. <laughs> Basically. Right. Like this is, this is what it's going to be, but there also has to be a reason for that. Right. Just letting him and his agent know now, like, Hey, if yep. they didn't already, like this is the situation. Yeah. We'll be patient. Yeah, don't we'll hang start in there. putting your house up for rent. None of that. Right. Because we want you here. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll give, you know, if it worse comes to worse, we'll give you the money for the year and then we'll evaluate your, your market value after that year. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, certainly he's not playing anywhere but here at least next year. So I was a little surprised he gave all that away. I don't know. What about you? Were you kind of surprised yeah. that he was pretty forthright with that one? A bit, yeah. I mean, he, he uh, yeah, I, th- I don't know how it goes with negotiation. Of course, you want the player to hear. Like, I, I'm sure it felt good for Metabike to hear that. Like, wow, this guy really wants me here. Yeah. It's the guy who drafted me and they developed me. And 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 uh, I, I, I want, it's nice to hear that. But at the same time, I don't know how that affects the negotiation. I don't know if that's uh, if the the agent goes, yeah, they want us, they mm-hmm. want us, so let's mm-hmm. uh, let's make them pay. You know, I mm-hmm. I hope they have a good relationship. I hope they can come to an agreement because it's pretty clear that this guy's going this direction, and yeah. we haven't seen when the plateau uh, will happen, or certainly not when when it'll start to go down. But I, I still think he's on the way up. And man, if if he's going to be better than he was last year, whew. That's one Look hell of out. a player. Absolutely. Uh, good at both run and pass. Um, I want your take on this too. He was very complimentary of Adafi Owe. He said they look more at pressures and disruption over sack totals. He said he's one of the hardest working players on the team, expects a great season upcoming. Uh, what's your, I mean, very complimentary of Adafi Owe's season, fantastic season, uh, and wanted to point more towards pressures and disruption mm-hmm. And veering, keeping your eyes off those sack totals is is what you know. Don't don't think that that's what makes him a good player. Basically, mm, I'm not buying it. No, <laughs> you can give me your all. Look, I've said it before, Glenn. If you have to, if you have to argue for someone's talent by starting with an analytical argument, it's a bad place to start. Like I think that buffers your argument, right? But at some point counting numbers count like these basic statistics people call them mm-hmm. rudimentary whatever they matter mm-hmm. right so i'm not buying I, to me i, I don't think adapt is a bad football player i don't know if he's ever going to be what we expect him to be i think he's just gonna he might end up just being average and that's all right or also, could take or a while take off 
You're yeah. right. P PQ was there. So look, I don't yeah. want to get blocked by Kruger, Adopte Paul Kruger. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get us blocked. I'm just saying that I, I I'm not I'm not either way. The thing I like about Adafi is he works extremely hard. He tries to be available, and he obviously plays through injury when he can. He's yep. consistent. He does everything right. So all those things should culminate into a breakout season. My only point is that I just want to see it. I'm not yeah. bad. Like, I don't think he's lazy. I don't like, honestly, I don't know a ton about a Jabo, but I question a Jabo's work ethic off mm. the field. Mm. Cause I think his body doesn't look anything the way that a Dafe's body looks. Yeah. And I don't see any reason why not, you know, why it shouldn't. Yeah. Right. Like why are you pudgy if you're not playing? Like when you're not playing, it, you know what I'm saying? Like you should come in cut up to like, yeah, you, that's just my, you take my, advantage. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's all you got to focus on. So, yeah. um, my point is that I just got to see with Adafi. Got to see. I don't want to hear about analytics. Mm. I got to see him get the job done. You know. Okay. All right. Well, where are you at with Adafi? Well, I, I I do think that this year, if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to take off. I mean, I think I think we saw a big leap last year. I think uh, Chuck Smith certainly played a role in that. If you look at everyone having career years around him. Uh, but I do think uh, he's just one of those guys that's just going to take a little bit of time. I mean, it's not like he's the first player we've seen take some time to develop. We talked about his youth in football when, we, when he was drafted, and maybe we're just seeing that it's not a, a quick click for everyone and that he will grow into his body and his his talent. Uh, but he also I, – I, I, I'm really curious about your take on this, but I guess I, I should I should have had these these uh, this data in front of me. He called Geno Stone – the mm -hmm. best seventh round pick in the history of the franchise. Hey, I mean, that's pretty damn, uh, high, high compliment. Now, of course I don't have the list of the former seventh round picks here. Maybe it's a pretty, pretty crappy list, but being the best at anything in team history is pretty impressive. So oh, I was going to say, I thought Kelly Gregg was a seventh rounder. He was a sixth rounder. Okay. Okay. Because I would have, man, I would have said no way. I mean, Kelly Gregg, I think, you know, he's for how long he was here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know he, what I mean? He's the um, guy, but pretty good, pretty good. Um, start to the career of Geno stone made it, made it pretty clear. It wouldn't be easy to keep him here. Yeah. But I uh, think he'll have a great career nonetheless. Yeah. And, and look, we hope for all the best for Geno stone, right? Go get your money, dude. Get your money. Boo boo. That's all That's I gotta right. say. You know what I mean? You like, don't. Yeah, absolutely. No, no ill will or anything like that. Um, yeah. So I, I want to, so uh, he also talked about, I'm, I'm skipping here ahead, Glenn, but he also no, talked to, he also spoke to the offensive line. I, this is really my question. He wants the offensive line to be posing. You want, you know, there's going to be an overhaul of the offensive line. We already heard that. H how much of that do you believe and how do they go about doing it? Well, anytime they make a statement of their focus, they, they seem to attack that focus. Yeah. So I don't anticipate them to not, you know, do the same with the offensive line. They've made it pretty clear. John Harbaugh said it, that the, the draft is the best way to do it. They keep calling this a great offensive line draft. So I do think that's the area, uh, the, the place where they'll get the most help from. I don't know what the market, like there's just, I mean, if you're going to get a tackle in today's market, you're going to get one with issues or you're going to pay through the nose. I mean, even if you pay through the nose, you're still going to get one with issues. If you want Tyron mm -hmm. Smith from the Cowboys, he's hurt every year. Mm -hmm. What's the real difference between him and Ronnie Stanley? Mm -hmm. I mean, so I think ultimately they're going to settle with Ronnie Stanley one more year at left tackle, and they could still draft a later round guy that they see look needs a year or more to develop. I think they'll, at right tackle, man, whew, 
That's that's the big question mark. Do they go with McCarry? Do they go with Falele and McCarry? Or do they stick with Moses, who's not a horrible cap number? It's not terrible. And he did battle his ass off through some he pretty did. tough injuries. So the so I I'm confident that this team, between what they have in house at guard with Ben Cleveland, with Andrew Voorhees, with other guys. And what they could see and find in the draft, if they can fix the two guard positions, I think they can do it because we're really good at center. They're not drafting a center, pretty clear. So to me, it's about can you fix the two guard spots between what you have in house and what you can get in the draft? And then, yeah, I mean, what do you do about right tackle? J- Daniel Jeremiah tw- uh, mocked the right tackle out of Georgia. I think Mims is his name uh, mm-hmm. for, for the Ravens' first overall pick. But when asked about it in the combine, he said, you tell me who the best player is that's going to slip and fall to the Ravens, and I'll tell you who they're drafting. So, uh, you know, Daniel Jeremiah is usually – yeah, he's pretty good. But I, I'll, I'll say that I think that the most likely source to fix it is going to be the draft, not free agency, not trades. Yeah, you know, it, there were some people that were very optimistic. I think we were optimistic about the overhaul, the potential overhaul of the wide receiver room last year. Uh, and, yeah. and it happened. Other people were very – pessimistic about the possibility of it happening. But one thing was important in that overhaul, Glenn, our number one wide receiver came from the draft. Yep. Right. Because if imagine if Zay's not there, we take another guy and the overhaul was OBJ and Nelly. Yeah. Not much of an overhaul. Yeah. Like now looking back 2020, no knock on those guys, but Zay was obviously the most productive. So if it's going to be a true overhaul, this offensive line, like you said, Glenn, we're going to have to hit in the draft and maybe that isn't a tackle. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna need like a Voorhees and early round pick at the other guard that really both come out guns blazing or something mm-hmm. like that or yeah. a hit at right tackle or you know what I mean because I think like you said there's really no other there's no other way to skin mm-hmm. this cat for the terrible metaphor that it is there's just really not a lot of ways to do it in this in this situation. Yeah, Asmodeus says finish a double session at the hey, gym, McChickens. Well, you can certainly. Dude. Burn off the calories from the. Hey, I was going to tell you something, Glenn. I know you're a gamer. Yeah. Peloton has a new feature on the on the tread. It's called Lane Breaker, and it's a game. Dude, you can run and play a game, and get you get a high score. I played a video game today. I love it, dude. Made it more fun, huh? I know. Yeah, dude. So look, I'm gonna get you on the tread one of these days, dude. Yeah. I'm not breaking your records. I can. I don't know. You might break all the scores, man. Like you're (laughs) a better gamer than me. Depends how much is gaming and how much is running. Oh, it's both. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Okay. (laughs) I'm in big, big trouble. But Um, do you agree with me that I mean, yes, I guess what I'm saying is I agree with you that I really don't see another way. Right. They've got a hit. They got a hit in the draft, and they got a hit. They got a hit early and often. I, I, yeah. I, I believe their first their first pick will be addressing the offensive line. I'm hopeful that it's a right tackle in the sense that that means they felt a right tackle justified that pick at number thirty, mm-hmm. and that they th- and and I believe that that means he's a day one starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's at if it's at guard, then I expect him to be perennial perennial Pro Bowl type talent. If you're taking a first round guard. So I'd be happy there there as well. Uh, yeah, but- I was just going to say, I could see the Ravens trading back, and I could see them going early in the draft, second, third, fourth round, or early fourth round, and spending some serious equity on these guards. Yeah. And maybe rolling with Morgan, or you know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and using these two older vets to, to bring McCary. along these young guards. Yeah, yeah. with McCarry, and just kind of, yeah, so there'll be a lot of ways, but uh, I, I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting to see how they go. Asmodeus says fitness plus video games equals win. I'm telling you, dude, 
So you, you're you're a little guy and you got to you got to follow the lanes and you get points by being in the correct lane. The only way you're in the correct lane is if your incline is correct and then you get bonus for the correct speed as well. And it it moves and there's music and dude, I'm just saying. I like it. I like that. Yeah. It's like yeah, Mario Kart but you're the cart. I like that. Mario Run. Yeah, it makes me think of what's the last one the the rainbow one? Yeah, Rainbow, rainbow Road. Rainbow Road. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's what it makes me think of. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Appreciate not the, sponsored uh, by them, but. the generosity, uh, Asmodeus, as always. <laughs> uh, but I guess now's the time. Um, by the way, uh, DK, if you didn't see, I put the um, I put a link. Should I share this? I put a link in the chat of the report cards. We're going to be going to those next. I'm wondering if I should just share my screen here. When, oh, uh, sure, if you'd like. Yeah, when referencing the Ravens. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So, the NFLPA started this last year, I believe. Uh, and they just released this year's edition of the the grades, basically. Uh, report grades for every team as voted on by the players themselves. Uh, the NFLPA collects this data and, and then delivers it back to us. And here it is. So, I'm going to pull up the Ravens portion of the report card. And, of course, we can always reference how they compare to their peers. But... I wanted to just go through all this. As you can see, there's many different categories to treatment of families, the food yeah. cafeteria. Okay, there it goes. Um, all right. All right. Okay. Here we go. All right. So treatment of families, food cafeteria, nutritionist, dietitian, locker room, training staff, training room, weight room, strength coaches, team travel, head coach, and ownership. Um and we're going to go through each one. So, treatment of families, B minus. Jimbo, I remember this was an area of opportunity for the Ravens last year. They talked yeah. about how players couldn't be uh, met back up with their families post game very easily. It was challenging. Uh, it looks like they did change up into some degree. They offer a family room now, they offer daycare during the game. And the team has improved the post game family area, but some players feel the information shared or is not shared with the families as well as it could have been. So, Area of opportunity? Is that a big deal? No deal? What do you think? I mean, it's definitely a big deal. I just don't know how much... I, I Because we're not there, I don't know how much more they can do. I'm just going to say this. This might come off wrong. It's ninth top 10 in the league, Jimbo. It's ninth. Yeah. I just don't like the B minus. But you're right. It's ninth. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm going to reserve my comment till the end. Okay. For the All sake right. of being blocked. Okay. Oh, here we go. Don't do okay. it. Next category, food and cafeteria. This one's a bit of a surprise. C plus. I'm not surprised. Let me tell you why, Glenn. Crossed Uncrustables, wasn't it? 65 Uncrustables a day? <laughs> Damn it, you contract me and I'll, made ho I'll make homo homemade the uh, best peanut on. butter and jelly, the, the, the healthiest peanut butter and jellies these guys will ever have. Don't give our players any damn Uncrustables. This is, this is sacrilegious. How can you call yourself a nutritional professional, a nutritionist? a nutrition professional and give them uncrustables. No, thank you. No, you are. Oh. You earned it. You, you made your bed and I lay in it. Yeah. They rank 18th in overall food taste, 18th yeah. in food freshness. Well, what do you think? You're giving them 80 day old uncrustables. How long those things like, like shipped across the sea? They got to get better. They got to get better. Bro. I want to see, I don't want to see anything out of the top 10. Yeah. All right. Nutritionist and dietitian, which apparently is different than cafeteria. 85% of the players felt like they get an individualized plan. Okay, so 15% felt, I guess, they were getting more of a generic mm -hmm, plan. That's mm -hmm. 19th in the league, Jimbo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know you're a guy who, look, you you know, you don't just, 
you take what uh, you take seriously, what you put in your body. So when you mm-hmm. see the Ravens scoring poorly in both cafeteria and nutritionists, is that a big disappointment for you? For sure. You talk about an X factor on the field and all these other things. There's there's plenty of quantitative and qualitative evidence that nutrition can be an X factor in the performance of a player. Why not? In you know, I mean, take it as seriously as possible. Yeah. You know, this yeah, isn't this isn't college. This isn't little league. Like, come on, what are yeah. we doing here? Remember boys. Little League when you used to get a hot dog during the game? Oh, dude, at least one. Yeah. And you were lucky if some mom brought orange slices. Then oh, you yeah. were doing good. You were I remember doing running good. up to the concessions and like, ah, I got, I got, you know, I'm, I'm batting ninth in this inning, so I'm running up to the concessions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm eating a naked hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Guys, don't yes. make it weird. All right, locker room. <laughs> See? I'm like, just saying for speed because then you have to go get the packets. You, have you to tear made them it weird. All right. I could tell the chat. Um, locker room got a B minus 14th. 93% of players felt. I feel like the locker room is big enough. Okay. So that's good. Only 66% felt that they had enough room in their individual lockers. So then you get bigger lockers apparently. And the team added couches and a TV in the middle of the locker room. So the players have an area to relax. So, uh, what, what do you give anything to this? Yeah, so you... uh, this is where I'm going to make my comment. Okay. Deal with it. Okay. Your like, you sound super entitled. My locker room isn't good enough. The TVs aren't big enough. The internet's slow. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Like, stop. You don't feel bad. Okay. No, I feel zero sympathy because you can't play Halo on a 72 inch screen. Look, these are some big boys, and if they don't feel like they have enough room in their individual lockers, maybe <sighs> that problem needs to be addressed. I mean, Fa Lele, how Len, big is his locker? What do you think the square footage of that locker room is? Oh, it's, I mean, 93% say the locker room is big enough, so the locker room's probably big enough. The question is, is their individual lockers big enough to fit their so gigantic clothing? Right, because they can't park their car in it, so it's not big enough. <laughs> Jeez, a whiz. Are you kidding me? Come on, guys. What are we talking about? Uh, I love that. It's like, yeah. I, I, and I love that, Jimbo, because your priorities are straight. Get the food. The food, that's yeah, the team's we, problem. Right? This, what are we talking about? Training yeah. room, C plus, 21st. Only 79% of players feel they have enough full-time trainers. So they Yeah, that's a add, tough one. I mean, add some trainers. 74% of the players feel they have enough full-time physical therapists. So yeah. that's And a I'll problem. say this. I've also seen some guys... My wife's Pilates gym actually right the two days before the um two days before uh the AFC championship game, Nelly was there with a personal trainer of his. He actually used to live in our apartment complex, getting his own work in, his own like uh mm. you know, prep work in on his body with somebody else. Yeah, hey, that's so, so interesting. Yeah, so for sure. I mean the I I this is something that's awesome. Twenty eighth overall. Yeah, 25th. you need to invest in this. Twenty first, Glenn. No, but look, look right down there. 79%. That's 28th overall. Oh, sorry. I see what you're saying. 25th yeah, yeah. as far as full-time physical therapists. 80% of players feel they have enough hot tub, which is still 21st back back half of the league. Only yeah. 76% players feel they had enough cold tubs. 26th in the league. I blame, I, I, blame the, I blame the cold plunge. This, see, this is the Joe Rogan effect. Now everyone wants their own personal cold plunge. They want to float, float tanks and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want all of it. They're like, Rogan's got it. Give it to me. Yeah, Rogan, the billionaire that he's become. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Players want more staff and more resources in the training room. A lack of training staff makes it more difficult to recover and be prepared to play well. 
perfectly reasonable request yeah. from yeah. high-level athletes. I have yeah. no problem with that request, and Agreed. I think the Ravens need to and can absolutely do better. How much could it really cost to hire one more or two more of each of those positions? I mean, mm -hmm. really? Like, I'm sure there'll be some volunteering for the opportunity yeah. to participate yeah. with the Baltimore Ravens. So, yeah. All no that excuses. being said, and I'm sure these guys do this, I would, on my own payroll, have a guy that – have a team. And I'm sure these guys do this. Well, the higher-end guys, but 53, 52, that's, 50 on the roster, they can't. You can't. You just can't. No, yeah. you're paying too many guys. I'm sure, you know, you're helping your family. But no, even but uh, what's his name talked about it. Uh, Mark Andrews said they have a hype. He had a hyperbolic chamber that is like girlfriend or something or debt. Like the Ravens. You know, I mean, that wasn't something he was using at the facility. I don't think he was using it at yeah. home and he got it from somewhere else. Why isn't he getting it from us? Yeah. Well, now, Mark, and, and of course, Mark Andrews and his paycheck can afford it, but not everyone. Right. Uh, Ken, this is a big one in, in a positive way, in my opinion. Yeah. Training staff B minus. Not good. Still 22nd. However, this got an F minus last year. Yeah. This is huge, huge improvement. Yeah, I mean, that's a big, big jump. 82% of players feel they have enough one-on-one -on -one treatment. So that's got to get better. Mm -hmm. I mean, but again, that sounds like a staffing issue. Why are we not having enough staff mm -hmm. for the team? That makes no sense. The players feel that the training staff moderately contributes to their success. So they're saying, you know, a, a portion of the team doesn't even feel like the training staff is contributing to their success. Because they're getting it problem. outside. I'm yeah. sure, you know, I mean, they're getting it elsewhere. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's a problem, and obviously an area where it could be quickly remedied by simply hiring more members of your staff. I think that, yeah. and and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, did not Steve Mashadi gain his wealth from a hiring agency? Oh, hold on though, DK. Yeah, he did. <laughs> DK said that 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 category specifically, DK was a B plus last year. Um, so which one was an F minus? Was that the weight room? DK is going to clarify really quick. Yeah, help me out here because I'm pretty sure the training staff was the one that got strength coaches. Good. Is that a separate oh, okay. category? Okay, okay. All right, we'll move, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Because we are to the weight room. All right. Yeah, yeah. Where they are B minus 21st in the league. The players feel that the quality of the equipment is just average here in yeah. Baltimore. This is also another one where it just doesn't make sense to me. Get the stuff in here. Like it's just these are things you can just simply buy. Like it's not a person. It's a machine, right? Like this right. is simple. Buy it, put it in. Yeah, I don't buy get that some one. free weights. I mean, trust <laughs> me, I know free weights can be pricey, but come on. Yeah, uh, the players feel that there is an adequate amount of space, and so it's plenty big enough. That's not the issue. Just don't right. have enough equipment. Here we go. I think this yeah, is yeah, what yeah. DK was saying. I was incorrect about. So this is even better because it went from an F minus to a B. So not just a B minus. Uh, strength coaches B. Uh, Ninety percent of players feel. Like they get an individualized plan. We gotta we gotta work on that 10%. The players feel that the strength coaches moderately contribute to their success. 26th. Jimbo. Players are happy with the change in the strength coach and feel they have a better working relationship and can be more productive. Well, I, I hear you, but I mean, we're still back end of the of the league. So I yeah. guess there's still plenty of room for improvement, right? Yeah, but I'll take F minus to a B. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. That's it's true. a work in progress. It's year one for those guys, you know, yep. for the new leader of that team. So I'm glad they're trending in the right direction. I love this though. I love that this, that this, the uh, NFLPA came out with this. I think it yeah. only will help teams, uh, team travel C minus. This one was a shocker. 21st, 88% of the players feel they have a comfortable amount of personal space during flights. They are one of seven teams that require some of their players have roommates the night before a game. Interesting. So, wow. So only seven teams 
left in the league. So 25 players or 25 teams allow their players to have their own room. Yeah, this this is absolute insanity because I've never ever in my job been expected or asked to have a roommate. Never. <laughs> that's and, a problem, Jim Bell. You know, that's not even something that crosses anyone's mind. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's never even asked nothing. Never, nor would it ever. And if someone did ask you that, I would say no. <laughs> I would say he can go yeah. by himself. I That's kind of home. embarrassing. That's kind of embarrassing, right? Like, yeah. I'd be like, can I get my own room at the Motel 8? Like, right. I'll take a crappier place. I just want my space. Yeah. Like, that's like, what if that guy snores all night? Like, uh, someone on Twitter said this was so low because they have to deal with Marlon on the plane. Yeah, I know some guys don't like it. Well, also, let's let's be fair. They had the I think the most travel miles yeah. of any team last year. That's got a way in it. Like I'm sure they're just like, ah, travel sucked last year, but it would have sucked any no matter what the accommodations were. It just was a lot of travel. Steve, just get a plane, bro. Well, I will say this. Kyle Van Noy took to Twitter and he talked about um let me see here. He talked about this exact portion of the grade and, and was surprised at how low the grade was. He said the uh, the plane was awesome. Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to find it. Uh, almost on it. Let me see here. God, Twitter or X is slow today here. Um, but yeah, okay. He said, um, for the Ravens grade since I was there uh, last, I don't – Get how travel got a bad grade. One of the best in the league as far as travel. Plane mm -hmm. is elite. So they do have a plane, Jimbo. Do they I, Do they have a, a team plane? It just says plane is elite. Mm, so okay. I would assume that, yeah. He said that was the only head scratcher. Some were like, that could have been higher, but I, I could understand. Um, but yeah, said that, said that that was the biggest head scratcher of it. So. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's to each their own and maybe some players went to, I don't know. He, he was asked about the cafeteria, by the way, also. And some of these teams, by the way, I mean, got absolutely hammered, like yeah. absolute some, F minuses. Like some of it, some of it is, is I do think some general entitlement, but whatever could be, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, come on guys. Now this is a big one here, Jimbo head coach B plus 20th. Not good. Not a good no. ranking. I like the, I, I don't, the grade's not terrible, but the ranking's not great. 79% of players feel the head coach, John Harbaugh, is efficient with their time. The players feel John Harbaugh is somewhat willing to listen to the locker room. That surprises me because everything we hear publicly about John Harbaugh is great. I mean, they rave about, I mean, Odell Beckham. I mean, the, the amount of, of praise he heaped. How surprised were you to hear and see this grade? Yeah, I was a little surprised by this one, but it also means that it's all relative, right? The other people can't be doing much better, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if, if B plus is 20th, damn, right. that's tough. Yeah, that is tough. That that's curve a, is getting them. <laughs> that's a tough curve. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think he has an area of opportunity there as well. This one I find interesting. Ownership, A. Four. Yeah. Club owner Steve Bashotti receives a rating of 9.6. Glenn, this is 10. easy. No, but here's the part I don't get, Jimbo. If all these things, the yep. cafeteria, the yep. training room, the weight room, who's yep. responsible for all yeah, let those? Let me tell you why. Upgrades? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. All it goes like this. Because all that other stuff, the, the players can say, no, 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 no. This is on Eric. We blame Eric for this. 
But they still know who signs their paycheck. Ah. They know who it is. You think they're giving Bashadi a bad grade? You Hell think that's what that is? no. Not Damn. a chance. They ain't stupid. But part, I mean, look, the owner is the one responsible for upgrading the facilities. They know and that too. They're just not putting in writing. Dang. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I don't put any, I don't give it. I agree that Bashadi is an A owner. I think it's yeah. clear outside looking in. But I also agree with that anybody that would say anything ill will of their of their employer is doing so at a risk. Yeah, that's true. It's just the way it is. I ain't That's doing true. it. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. You'd hope that the anonymity would, would protect them there. But, but just I just never wonder. You know how stuff's getting out there. I mean, I saw the Chiefs ownership got an F minus. Oh, dude. The Chiefs got overall absolutely crushed, which is hilarious. because Yeah, you want to talk Bowl. about entitlement. I mean, they won the day of Super Bowl, and yet they absolutely crucified their team. Uh, but the part that I just, again, find most interesting, your, your C-plus food and cafeteria, the responsible party for upgrading that would be C. Bishotti. Yeah. All of it. Your locker room, your training yeah. room, your, I mean. Your travel. Your team travel, like all your lowest grades, your owner is really responsible for that, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, so I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of an interesting, um, what do you got there, DK? Oh, you just have. Oh, oh cool. Gotcha. This is okay. from last year. No, this is from, this is from this year. Oh, no, I see. It, it shows the up. Okay, it sees yeah. the the progression. Okay, so up in that category, even there, down in locker room, up in. So they were about split, right? I mean, the shocking part, I guess, the biggest drop is the team travel going from an A to a C minus. I think it's you're like, right, though, Glenn. That might have to do with the, the miles, um, right? Like it's gotta be. I feel like, and Marlon might be getting more annoying. That's true. Walking the aisles with his phone out in everybody's face. Yeah, I know everybody. I, I wouldn't like it. But I mean, that's the only the only thing I can reasonably say about team travel is just because they didn't they go from like the least amount of travel miles to yeah, the most from like one year to the next. Yeah. Well, then let's not take that. Let's kind of you know give them a little bit of a pass in that regard, especially after the Kyle Van Noy tweet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously every year there's going to be opportunities, um, and and hopefully the Ravens use this as a point to reflect and get better, and not as a way to be salty or or anything like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think overall it's it's good and trends look good. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, I just also want to mention that the combine's been going on all week. But Glenn, correct me if I'm wrong. The some of the physical tests start tomorrow. Yeah, a lot of the uh, for, yeah for guys exactly. that are testing. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Now, and so look, one of the things that we're gonna do is we're gonna be keeping you guys up to date and talking to you about our our takes on some of these players that are coming out and testing their interviews and stuff like that that have been matched with the Ravens. So be on the lookout for that video as, as you know, those test results come out. We'll talk about those. We're really going to start ramping up into the draft here. Going to yeah. be doing our own mocks. Going to be doing mocks with you guys. Um, going to be doing a draft competition like we did last year. Uh, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but look, uh, I think as far as the strategy of this offseason, we've talked about this for the past two and a half weeks or so. We got an idea. We know what positions they're they're honing in on. We know what they're going to do. We know where they got to hit on the draft. So I'm excited to turn now and look at the, get more specific into the draft specifically and, and, and dig in, see where we can find some diamonds in the rough. But Glenn, I think that's it for us tonight, man. Yeah, that's it. But like Jimmy said, news is, is going to be coming in yep. uh, uh, pretty fast now with the combine underway. Of course, there'll be, um, you know, rumblings of how the player interviews went. We'll be reacting to the free agencies right around the corner. No doubt. There's a, a bunch of uh, uh, 
timeline stuff. March 5th, the tag deadline. So we'll find yep. out by March 5th if the Ravens tag anyone. Ravens has a team, have to be underneath the cap by the 13th of March. And, of course, the roster bonuses for a lot of these guys, including Ronnie Stanley, hit yep. on the 17th. So if they're going to make a decision on him, it'll likely be before the 17th. So a lot of things happening. Make sure you guys turn on the notification bell. That way you can be kept up to date on all the Ravens news. And if you could, give us a like. If you like the content, drop that's a right. like. It'll help us push us out to more Ravens fan. Helps with the algorithm. Um, but that's it for us tonight. Um, but, hey, Jason, if you want Saquon. Oh, excuse me. Saquon, Derrick Henry talk. We did an interview. We got a video, video on it. Go check it out. about that. Go check it out. That's it for us tonight. See you. See ya. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.